What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with hogsports.com. Little post-game discussion for those who have been with us for a while know that we like to do these kind of off the cuff, just talking about the game, how everything broke down, and obviously it was very disappointing. I mean, it's about as disappointing as a win can get. Now, there's a lot of factors that played into some things, and, and we'll get into all that, but uh, Arkansas went in 20-13 to 13 out here in Donald W. Reynolds Razorback Stadium. Game ended early evening. We've got a lot of content up at hogsports.com. You should go there and check it out. Read everything that we posted, some more formally written type of stuff with uh, with opinion articles and just break down inside the numbers, recruits in attendance, things like that. But no question, this was a disappointing win. Now, I thought Arkansas's offense actually came out and looked pretty crisp. I mean, in the scripted part of things, you definitely noticed there was more pre-snap movement, uh, that they've obviously gone beyond the 30% of install on offense. Threw the ball okay coming out. Looked like they had a real good game plan. But after the first, what, three series, things just started getting kind of worse and worse. I guess maybe after the first two series, they opened with a field goal. Then they had the touchdown with Devlaw Whaley from two yards out. But things just didn't, I don't know, they just started stalling more and more on offense, just couldn't find a rhythm, just looked out of sync. I think part of this stuff is just trying to figure out who your playmakers are in a lot of ways, even going down to the punter. I mean, Sam Loy is obviously a better punter than Reed Bauer is. It's blatant, it's blatant to me. I've been out there timing punts. I don't understand why Reed Bauer is the deep punt guy and Sam Loy is trying to pooch punt, you know, things like that. But, you know, I know everybody wants to talk quarterback and really when I look at Ben Hicks, what he did out there today, I just feel like there was a missing killer instinct. Now, Ben Hicks can be the quarterback of this team. I know everybody's gonna to wanna to throw their arms up and say, go on to Nick Starkle. I mean, that's expected. You almost knew that was gonna happen. But he can be the starting quarterback of this team. He just has to start recognizing who his playmakers are, have that killer instinct. There's a fine line between being careless with the football and having that killer attitude. And I just, I didn't think he showed that. I didn't think he looked downfield much. Now they were doing some things to take uh, that away. Part of it could have been game plan, but if it's the game plan, then it almost costs you the game. And should you really be that concerned over a team of this caliber, what they're trying to take away from you would be my concern. So uh, what did he end up with? 14 to 29 for 143 yards. That is not the numbers that you want for a game manager, a guy that knows the ins and outs of the offense to produce. That's an 89 passer rating. I and mean, when you look at Nick Starkle, he went four or five. He had the interception down here that cost him a touchdown for 48 yards, but he still had a 120 efficiency rating. He still had a better efficiency rating than, than Hicks did. Now they're gonna go with Hicks in the next game. There's no question they're going with Hicks. Chad Moore said as much afterwards. But if it's more of this kind of stuff, then they're gonna have to make a change at halftime and go with Starkle. There's no question they're gonna to have to make a change. I mean, when Starkle did come in, he, he threw the pick, but he also had the longest pass play of the game, which was a 38 yarder to Trey Knox. You know, I look at, you know, I go back to talking about who your playmakers are, and they're gonna get Cheyenne O'Grady back next week. But when you're talking about who your playmakers are, Chase Harrell can do some things for this team. He can help, but I've been saying, I've been telling people all along, I know he looks better, he's 250 pounds, he's running well, all this stuff but he just not has shown has not shown consistent hands. He just never has. I've been saying that forever. He just hasn't shown consistent hands. And, you know, you target him five times. He only has one catch. Three others should have been caught, you know. He can't be your third down tight end. 
you know, I know Hudson Henry has a lot of things to learn, but surely there's a package or something for him out there. You know, surely there's something that you can do with Hudson Henry um, because he can catch the ball. They'll get O'Grady back and that'll help a lot of things. These young receivers will get a little more acclimated to things. I mean, you got to consider Trey Knox really hasn't even been able to practice for a long time. So stuff like that, I do think that you're going to see this team get better. Sometimes these games are a little tricky, but there's no question. I mean, I thought Danny West said it perfect to me. He's like, why can't Arkansas just win 55 to 10 like everybody else? Why can't you just, you know, just do that? But, uh, you know, going with running back, and another thing I've been saying, and people keep saying, you know, the running backs are deep. It's a deep backfield. You know, and Devwall can be a good back for him, but you don't need your senior back putting it on the carpet. Well, it's not carpet out here anymore on the grass, you know, on the final drive when you're trying to put the game away. You just can't have that kind of stuff. I thought one of the more disappointing things right down here in this south end zone, third quarter, I believe, and or was that the end? That was the start of the fourth, I believe. Might have been third, third quarter, I think. So anyway, you know, it's first and five at the nine-yard line. You could have run the ball six times and picked up an yard and a half each time but instead you know you throw a pass to chase hayden you have a chase hayden run you throw an incomplete pass to grayson gunner and you kick a field goal you could have run and boyd didn't touch the ball boyd is clearly your number one back i mean and as for the offensive line stuff like that i would have to go back and like review the film i guess to say um but i didn't feel like there was a whole lot of pressure in the quarterback's face rakeem boyd certainly didn't seem to have a problem running the ball the other backs did but rakeem didn't so I would have to go back and look at that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, switching over to defense, I hope I can get out of this place. Is this the right way? I might need to go up a level. So, no, I'm right level. So the defense played well, I thought, overall. You know, that quarterback gave him some trouble. He was, he had some legs. You got to give him credit. He had some legs. And um, that was one of, really the one thing that kept them in the game. Arkansas had six sacks, I think, for minus 29 yards. They probably could have ended up having more, but they were in the backfield all day. You know, you want to talk about safeties and stuff, and they did give up a deep play there in the end to that, t that tight end who's supposed to be really good, a draftable guy. But, um, you know, that was really the one disappointing series, I thought, on defense. You had that penalty on Jonathan Marshall, and then you sub in Marcus Miller for him, and he jumps off sides, and then Joe Fouché lines up off sides. You have offsetting penalties. Just kind of a sloppy series there uh, when they went down and got a huge score for them. But I will say overall, and you might disagree with me, people, but overall, this might have been the best safety play that Arkansas has gotten in like seven years, maybe longer than that, probably since Tremaine Thomas was with the team. So you got to be at least, I mean, that's at least something. Can I get out? Yep. Yeah, okay. That's at least something positive to draw on. The defense played pretty well. They played a lot of guys and still uh, played pretty well. I'm going to say something Houston Nutt used to say, and it's not going to make you feel better. It didn't make you feel any better back then, I know. It's not going to make you feel any better now. But half the teams in America would trade places with us right now. You know Tennessee would, Ole Miss would. That's going to be an interesting contest next year or next week at Oxford. Ole Miss has a lot to straighten out. Arkansas has a lot to straighten out. Just an interesting game. It's just it, it did the way it started. It felt like it was going to go pretty well. I thought the crowd was into it, but then to be honest, people, it got stale in there, and that'll happen when you just go stagnant on offense. That'll happen. So they've got some things to shore up. They've got to figure out who their playmakers are. There's no question about that. They've got to figure out some things at quarterback. Hicks has to have more of a killer instinct. He can't just be a checkdown guy. 
I hate that term, check down Charlie, but you can't be that guy. You, you have some weapons that can go get the ball. I mean, you really look, about, look at it. When they were up 13 to, to 13 to 6, when they were up by that score, and they're driving down the field, there's a third and 13 that pops up. And if they, if that, you remember that pass that just kind of flutters to Mike Woods for 15 yards? I mean, they went, ended up going down and scoring a touchdown on that drive. If that doesn't happen, I think Whaley, no, Boyd punched, punched it in from two yards out. If that doesn't happen there, then they're in a lot of trouble. I mean, they've got a punt right there. So they actually get something going their way. Sorry about the, the outside noise. I'm walking to the car. I like to do this post-game walk and talk. I, I didn't know if I wanted to do it in studio like I normally do, but I kind of miss these walk and talks. Just, uh, just kind of getting everything off my chest and they seem to have been real popular. So I think I'm gonna continue doing it this way. But um, yeah, I know, I know what everybody's thinking. I don't have to look at the comments. I know what they are. People, it is almost like they lost the game and they didn't, they did win the game but uh, they've got a long way to go. I do think that they should improve. Having said that, every team that they're gonna face remaining on the schedule with the possible exception of San Jose, San Jose State is gonna be better than this team was. This wasn't, this, this wasn't a great team. I mean, Tennessee lost to a pretty bad Sunbelt team in Georgia State. I mean, you know they're not happy. Arkansas has kind of gotten used to it a little bit, but um, I don't think that this is the end of the world it certainly wasn't pleasant, but I can see this team getting better. I mean, I've seen teams in the past at Arkansas play poorly against, you know, lower level type of teams and, you know, start put, putting things together. And remember, as I've said so many times, so many times, if you want a healthy outlook on this season, it's about getting to a bowl game, which can still happen, even though you had this lackluster performance. I know a lot of people are thinking less than that. And hey, if they don't do some of the things that I said that they need to do, then they absolutely are not going to end up winning, but, you know, won two more games than they won last year. Colorado State didn't look that bad to me. They did not look that bad against Colorado. Now, Colorado is a team in transition with a new coach in Mel Tucker, but they didn't look that bad to me. So who knows what, what Ole Miss has got, you know. I mean, obviously they lost to Memphis, but, heck, the odds makers picked out. Everybody thought they were going to lose to Memphis. So anyway, I don't know if I'm well, we got any questions here. We got a lot of comments. It's hard for me to see the comments, but I mean, I can't imagine anybody asking anything that, that I haven't covered in this short walk and talk. I don't even know how long I've gone. Winded myself trying to walk up the steps with this heavy backpack. It was stupid. <laughs> so they've got to figure out this hog this hog city thing, I couldn't figure out how to get to my parking. I had police telling me I had to go one way, I had to drive up on a curb over the grass to get back on the street, only to have another police officer tell me that I couldn't go this way and I had to go back and circle around. Eventually I had to tell an usher who said, you can't go this way and I was just kind of like, but I am. I didn't have any choice. I didn't know what they want. They, they were kept sending me around in a circle over and over again. So. We'll get the parking figured out, I guess, eventually. It's getting kind of dark out here, but I'm glad I got all you guys with me. All right, everybody, I want you to go to hogsports.com and read up everything that we have there. It's not the end of the world. They've got some things to figure out on playmaking, obviously, or excuse me, on play calling. Part of that can be just the execution, or it could be a combination of it all. I'm gonna go back and watch the video 
We're going to come out with more content. We've got grades coming out with Pete Rulier here shortly. Danny West has an article on the freshmen that played and the breakdown with them. I have a long opinion piece that we'd love for you to read and standard game story and all that kind of stuff. So thanks for joining me, everybody. Hopefully it gets better before it gets worse. I think it will. This has been Trey Biddy with hogsports.com. We'll catch you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.